I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Berg, presented by the PodHub Network. My guest today is from Mount Lebanon, PA, and has worked her way up the ranks to become the Vice President of Digital for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Please welcome my guest, Andy Perlman. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I First, I didn't even know like who the Vice President of Digital or who, who does all this stuff for the Penguins until I saw you announced that you got the job on Twitter and I don't know why it came up but I was like oh wow that's awesome like somebody from Pittsburgh is now in a high-ranking position for the Pittsburgh Penguins how much of a special feeling is that yeah it's it's been awesome Uh, so I started working for the Penguins about seven years ago and um, just been working my way up and you know there's never been a VP of digital at the Penguins so being able to kind of work into that role and um, do it for the, a team that I grew up watching and it's kind of my, you know, my hometown team. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. It's something I really enjoy. And then I think, you know, there's a lot that, you know, my team can bring to the table and we've kind of built our department um, for the last seven years to really be really uh, strong and, and really good at what we do. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into that, I want to get into your roots. Uh, Tell me about growing up in Mount Lebanon, because, I mean, that's in Allegheny County, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Beaver yeah. County guy, so, like, I don't okay. know anything about Allegheny other than Pittsburgh. So, yeah, tell me it's... what it's like growing up there. <laughs> that's, that's suburbia. People call Mount Lebanon the bubble. So, yeah. um, you know, it's like once you're in there, it's like hard to kind of get out. It's always with you. So, um, yeah, it's good childhood. Mount Lebanon's a great place. Um, good schools lots of friends that I have still um, to this day are some of my high school friends and um, obviously being close to Pittsburgh really great for um, being a fan of the sports teams going to sporting events growing up and uh, my parents are still in Mount Lebanon so still like near and dear to my heart Um, so yeah I I love it there (laughs) yeah so growing up did you ever think this would happen like having a job working in Pittsburgh and for a team in Pittsburgh, an organization? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I didn't think that, um, I never really thought about working in sports and I didn't really know um, what jobs were available. And obviously really when I was growing up, social media didn't even exist. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at sports teams and, you know, the Penguins, everyone on the team is male. Um, so, you know, it's not something that you think about as a, as a little girl growing up watching hockey, like, oh, I could, you know, be a part of this, um, this thing. I don't play hockey, you know, I'm not, I'm not a man. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it wasn't on the radar for me growing up, but, um, once I graduated from grad school, um, and I had my master's degree in sports industry management, I was looking all over the place and, um, the penguins were kind of just, you know, the the dream job, um, yeah. the dream team. I guess there's a lot of dream jobs 
but it was kind of the perfect um, situation for me where they had a job that was in digital and marketing, which was kind of exactly what I was looking for, but it was also a team that I, I knew about and, um, and really wanted to be around. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's jump to, I'm just going to jump straight to your college career sure. because, oh, I lost it. <laughs> but no, I, I noticed that you went to the University of Maryland mm -hmm. and you went there for, if I can pull it up, you graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Government and Politics. So how do you go from government and politics to digital media? Yeah. <laughs> um, so like most people probably in college, I was not 100% sure what I wanted to do um, <laughs> when I went in there. And I, I found the government politics class is really interesting. But I think the things that now looking back that I really enjoyed about it was um, the theory and the marketing aspects of it. So how do you market a candidate and what makes somebody vote a certain way? And, you know, why do people kind of think a certain way? And kind of the psychology of government and politics. Yes, yes. And um, I think that feels a lot more like what I do on, a, on the social side. Um, I know a lot of people who study government politics in college and ended up going into social media. And I, I'd love to see some research on that because it feels like there's a lot of parallels, but it's hard to describe yeah, yeah. why. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, political theory is interesting in that it's a lot of, it's kind of in the middle of science and art. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where social is too, is like in this like half left brain, half right brain kind of place where you can be creative and you can kind of get involved in the like fun, let's try something new out and market in this way that maybe makes some sense, but we don't know if it's going to work and try things out. And then you're also on the business side and pulling analytics and looking at all of the numbers and trying to really make sense of that stuff too. So, um, yeah, I'm not totally sure. Maybe I just grew it. Maybe I'm looking into it too much and I think it makes sense and it doesn't actually make sense. Well, no, and... no, no, no. Because I, <laughs> like being a communications major and you, you brought up the, um, the psychology of it. That's something I think a lot of people don't think about when they think about the two subjects of politics and communications is it's right there with psychology. And that's something that over the years and like obviously through my college career, it was like, wow, like, the psychology of these things is really interesting on how you can just like how people think about certain things. And that's something that over time, just my, even myself became enamored with. I was like, wow, like we can basically brainwash people if we, if we wanted to. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> through digital, right? Like exactly. it's crazy. Um, and getting crazier by the minute it feels yeah. like so but that's why i was so excited to do this interview because i felt like this is this is an episode where i could like geek out with somebody who <laughs> gets what i like like we we had the same mindset i feel like with the digital and you know like we just discussed and th this is just really something that i was looking forward to so now let's look forward um you did a semester it's a semester at sea at university of virginia yeah so the semester at sea yeah, program at the time was through uh, University of Virginia. It's kind of moved around to different schools, gotcha. um, but that's when I did it. And um, I wanted to do a semester abroad and I was very sure of that, but I didn't know where I wanted to go. And I wasn't studying language in college. You know, I, I had no reason really go to a specific spot. 
And uh, I started looking at a bunch of programs and I figured, well, why choose one place when I can choose a ton of different places? And um, I applied to semester at sea and we literally circumnavigated the globe um, in one semester doing classes on the board, on board of the ship and then getting off and being able to kind of explore and do whatever, um, whatever I wanted sometimes for class, but most of the time just for fun, hanging out with friends and seeing things I wanted to see. Um, it was awesome. I mean, I would it, traveling right now. It's like everyone wishes they could travel right now. Exactly, and yeah. <laughs> um, thinking about that trip specifically, it was like, going to so many places that I never thought uh, that I would go to and um, we actually didn't go to Europe so we went uh, we started in the Bahamas and we went to South America and then around the bottom of Africa and up through Asia and then back and we um, docked in San Diego Um, so it was um, really cool and now I can say you know I've been to um, Mauritius, which is a place I never thought that I would go to. And I've been to Ghana and Taiwan and all these places that, you know, like, I don't know if my life path would have ever kind of yeah. taken me there. Um, so awesome experience. Yeah. And it there. says, um, in the subheading one world football, is that where the sports started to come into your mind of like sports, just media or digital or if not, you can correct me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think it was then for from a work perspective. I think I've always just been interested in sports. I played sports yeah. growing up and um, soccer specifically. And the One World Football Program um, was involved with my voyage. So they were giving out um, indestructible soccer balls to kids around the world. And it was kind of our job to go and deliver them and kind of explain how they kind of reinflate and they can't oh, break. Awesome. And um, it was an awesome program to be involved in. And um, I think for me, it's always been clear that sports bring people together and it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from or really anything like sports are kind of universal language in a lot of ways. And like I'm playing, I was playing soccer with kids in Brazil that like could speak Portuguese and I couldn't say anything to them and I couldn't understand what they were saying, but we were playing soccer together. Yeah. And, um, I think that program kind of showed me that again, and that's something I've seen throughout um, my entire life. And I think one of the things and one of the reasons why working in sports is so much fun, it's just, you know, people ask me a lot, like, what's your target for your Facebook posts or your Instagram? It's like, so many people are Penguins fans, and they're all so different. And, you know, it's not always, you know, the 25 to 34 year old male, it's, you know, a mom who's taking her kid to hockey practice and starts, you know, kind of getting more excited about the game. And it's a little kid who's maybe his, you know, his dad brought him into it or so many things can kind of, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's always been a passion of mine, I guess, but I didn't see it, I think then as a, as a career opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. So then you go to Georgetown to get your master's uh, and that's where I think the sports really comes in because you got the uh, professional studies, sports industry management. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a million yeah. years ago. Yeah. And then from there you go to public relations with Octagon. I don't think I've ever heard of them. If you want to give some insight. Yeah. So I interned there while I was in Georgetown. Okay. Um, and 
it's an, um, a sports agency. So um, a lot of players, you know, probably have agents that are at Octagon. Um, and I was, I was kind of working on the PR side for athletes and personalities is what, what it was called at the time. And um, just helping out with some of the internal communications, writing some, you know, marketing bios for athletes. I, I remember I was doing um, Gabe Landeskog, like right when he was drafted and like, nice. Um, Brian Eugene Hopkins was Octagon. I don't know if they even still are, are with Octagon, but they were then. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it was just, uh, it was kind of my first sports agency experience um, through school. And they have a, Georgetown has a pretty awesome program where they, they connect um, a lot of internship experiences in the area to, to the school. And I was working for um, a woman named Melissa Romano who um, went through the program a couple years before I did. She's still there. And um, it's, it was just great to kind of learn from somebody who had been through what I, what I was going through in school, but then also really knew the ins and outs of the, of the sports business and had been, been in there for a while. Awesome. And then from there, you go to one of my favorite sports or Pittsburgh sports teams that doesn't exist anymore, the Pittsburgh Power. Your you were, favorite, one of your pit, favorite Pittsburgh sports teams was the Pittsburgh. I need to hear more about that. Oh yeah. Listen, I, so we went. That seems like a rare, rare sighting, <laughs> you know? It is. So <laughs> I was in high school and um, our football team, we ended up, we did a trip. Like we went to the game or whatever and mm -hmm. just the energy of the arena and like the high scoring, I was like, this is it. And like, uh, Years prior, I think PlayStation 2, they came out with a game. It was like arena football. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, now I get to actually go to an arena football game, see what it's all about. And like nice. just the connection from the video game to actually being there and it being Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. oh, I, was, I was so into it. I used to tell my dad every weekend, I was like, we got to go. We got to go to a game. The tickets are what, like 20 bucks? Let's just go. <laughs> that is that is one of the best parts. It was very affordable. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy to get into the arena. And I definitely agree about like the atmosphere, like pretty cool that you're so close to the football, right? It's so yeah. normal with the Steelers to feel like they're kind of far away from the field and the players and the players are so accessible um, in arena football. Like people, everyone would come down for an autograph session right after the game, like every yep. game. Yeah. It's just so different. Um, it, was, yeah. it was literally like you put together the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Steelers, like, experience. They both, it was like they just clashed. And that you yeah, in the, peng in the Penguins power. building, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the Penguins like building, yeah. Big squished up sports, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because you have, you know, you have the aspect of the autographs, like you said, and the Pirates always signed autographs before games. And mm -hmm. Then you have the football, and then just throw in the console arena at the time, and there you go. You got it. You got all yep. three. <laughs> so what was that experience like? Was it an enjoyable experience? Was it, because I mean, obviously yeah. it's a new franchise, so you were kind of starting from scratch. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was interesting for me, you know, it's kind of pretty early out of school and I, every team works differently. And I, I think I was kind of trying to get my footing and kind of get an idea of what it was going to be like working for a team because um, I know I mentioned like I was working at Octagon. I also worked for a sports nonprofit while I was in grad school. Um, I worked for a social media team for a large B2B company, um, but I never worked for a team. And so this yeah. was my first um, team experience and I was trying to kind of figure out where I fit and 
when it comes to arena football, when it comes to any kind of minor league sports, um, you're doing a lot of things <laughs> um, and you're not specialized. Everyone's doing a little bit of everything. And um, it was a good learning experience, right? Because it was like, okay, I'm doing social, but I'm doing marketing, but I'm also doing events and I'm going to have like a bunch of game night interns and a bunch of people that are kind of reporting to me and trying to figure out how this works, you know, right, right out of school. And yeah. um, so it, it was good experience for, for learning kind of what I liked, what I didn't like, um, how to work with other people. Um, you know, it's still early, right. In my career, yeah, just yeah. how to kind of get along and, and, communicate effectively um and so i think that experience probably taught me a lot about um you know what i needed from a workplace and um yeah just kind of prepared me for for my next role at um an ad agency and then shortly after at the penguins yeah i, I gotta say that one i'm extremely jealous of even if a lot of people think oh it's the it's the power I'm jealous because that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, you you became a uh, hockey writer for Penn's Nation. Uh, was that, did you pick that up as kind of just like a hobby or was yeah. it? Yeah, it was just on the side. I was writing for Bleacher Report and then awesome. um, Penn's Nation was doing some some cool stuff, I thought, with the Penguins. And I, I wanted to kind of keep doing hockey and keep kind of my, my foot in the door and have um, kind of a resume of different things when it came to sports so um got involved with them they were um kind enough to reach out to me actually and say like hey do you want to write for us and um I was like yeah sure because I was writing my own hockey blog at the time um much better to be with other people who know what they're doing than yeah. just kind of running <laughs> your own um stuff and so uh it was a lot of fun I worked with with those guys for a while and um until it was, you know, time to, to come to the Penguins. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> I, got, yeah. I have achieved what I needed to achieve. I wish you guys well. Um, and, you know, and then it kind of just, you know, like I stopped blogging because I was basically tweeting from the Penguins at that yeah. point. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I think I got on like one or two podcasts with them too. And um, they're so good at what they did. So it, it was fun to be a part of. Yeah, I was going to say like, what, what was that grind like? Cause like I, I blog off and on, but I, like, nothing serious. And I assume like you were like legit, like following the penguins and doing all that stuff. What was that like? What was the grind? Like, um, did any, like, did you have any fun experiences? Cause I assume you either went to games or watched games. Did you meet anybody? Like what, what was, what was the coolest thing that came out of that? Do you think? Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't say it was a grind just because of like how involved I was. Um, I, you know, like I think part of what made it so great was it wasn't just me on my own. So, okay. you know, I had a blog called Fiverr Boarding that I was running on my own. And it was like, I felt kind of like there was pressure to like post a certain, like at a certain pace. And then when I started um, doing stuff with Penn's Nation, it was kind of like, well, somebody's going to write about a game recap and somebody else is going to write about, um, you know, post-game interviews and my kind of sweet spot was kind of the like fluffy league-wide stuff. So um, I wrote, you know, there were, there were things that we split up. Like I think there was a series at one point that was looking ahead at the next season and every team and kind of what, what to uh, expect. Um, 
but a lot of the time it was like the fun stuff that you would find on reddit right like it was yeah. just like <laughs> what's going on with each team like okay like teams came out with new jerseys and how are people reacting to those and you know maybe this player tweeted back at a fan and it was funny and like what how'd that go so i was kind of pulling all the social stuff yeah. into like a compilation article a lot of the time so for me it didn't feel like a grind not only because i wasn't doing tons of it but also just because i loved it like it was just so much fun it was um something that i wanted to do in my free time so yeah so yeah. speaking of the jersey thing the new jerseys yeah um i wrote my own blog about the penguins new jerseys <laughs> what'd you say and <laughs> no because everybody's bashing it and saying oh they look horrible blah 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 and I was like, listen, this is the most Pittsburgh jersey that I've ever seen. And the I reason mean, literally being, Pittsburgh. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and the reason being is that it looks like one of those shirts that the the merchants on the side of the street in front of the arena is selling. Mm -hmm. I literally I I compared them in the blog. It's yeah. like a Pittsburgh 21 shirt that they sell on the street. And then the jersey, it's the same font, it's the same. It's a nod to the people hustling on the side of the street trying to sell these t-shirts. And that's the most Pittsburgh thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're definitely excited about them. I think when we think about it right from a brand perspective, it's a lot more of like nodding to our, our back in, in the 90s. But um, I totally see what you're saying too. And um, Yeah, I mean, I, I hate when people like, we get these new, we get new shiny nice things and people want to tear it down always a positive spin to it you know yeah i know and that's like that's the crux of social media right like yeah absolutely so many times you uh yeah you just like even i right before we got on this call i posted with Denny malcolm we had a video of um <laughs> of him doing warm-ups on different days and it's the exact same warm-up routine every single game um home or away you know he's going through and doing the same thing and so I posted and I was like, oh, I wonder how people are going to react to this. This is kind of like a different kind of video. And the first comment was like, can you guys stop wearing your yellow helmets with your yellow jerseys? And it's like, can, can we like, can we stop just like being so, are you serious? Like, I'm not going to be able to change something like that. Yeah, right. Also, like, this is a cool video of Gino. Like, why are you commenting about these freaking yellow helmets? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my life is kind of like <laughs> dealing with the internet trolls. Dealing with the internet, yeah. And make everybody happy. <laughs> and sometimes it's great, like you know, we're talking about reverse retro jerseys. You're like Sid. Sid sends us video, and he's he's getting on like making us a TikTok, and like exactly. it's awesome. And and then the next day, somebody's talk, you know, telling me to change something that I can't change. So um, <laughs> always, always a um, an everlasting roller coaster of emotion online so absolutely so now let's let's just jump right into your journey at the P pittsburgh penguins uh you start out as the coordinator coordinator of new media yeah what was that like i assume it was a new position it kind of sounds like it was a new position or was it already established um it, it's hard to say the team was kind of growing so yeah um i know i think one of the earliest iterations of the new media team there was a manager and a coordinator and then there was a director and a coordinator and then there was a senior director and a manager and it kind of just kept growing bigger so when i was hired um there was a manager and one coordinator and i was going to be the second coordinator so i think it was new in that there will be would be three positions within the group which was kind of different 
Um, and the way that it was kind of broken down was that um, one coordinator uh, would do website, one coordinator would do social, and then the manager would kind of manage us both and focus more on the app. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot has changed <laughs> since yeah. then. Um, yeah, in so many ways. And so, um, starting there, you know, I was kind of, my boss just kind of handed me the keys really early, um, which was now thinking back like pretty wild. Um, you know, I don't know if she trusted me or she was yeah. like, I'm done. I, you know, I'm done. Like, how hey, this is your problem now. Um, but it's like, as somebody who works in media and I was, I talked to, um, I don't know if you know, Alex Mowry, he's a photographer in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, but he had a position with Pitt and he said like, it was literally a brand new position. They handed him the keys and we, we talked about it. And it's like, as a creator, as someone who is into the digital field, that's like almost a dream for you to be able to just do it your way almost mm -hmm. and see how people react to it. Is that, did you have the same experience? I think yes and no. I think I had um, freedom to kind of be creative and kind of give it a little bit of my own voice. The Penguins have a pretty um, built out brand Yeah. Um, when it comes to like, what is, what are, what are our missions? Like what are our brand pillars? And those things were set and kind of, reset and looked at over and over um but with that said like <laughs> you know you, you you have a lot of power tweeting to the fans and i think there yeah. had been no clear like plan for you know maybe from the brand but then like how do we engage with fans and how often are we replying and when can we kind of be funny and um you know it was it was fun to kind of figure that out and feel, feel it out and see where where I was comfortable. And obviously I was checking things with my boss a lot at the, at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but then you get more comfortable, right? It's less scary to tweet to a million people or, um, but it is scary. Like the first yeah. couple of times <laughs> you're like, Oh man, like I, I, if I mess something up with spelling, like it, I'm, it's never going away. <laughs> like hey, I, it will literally never go away. I only have like a thousand followers and I'm like, I reread everything. And I'm like, yeah. okay, it's good. I send it. And then I see one mistake. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I, I sink. I'm like, oh God. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, um, it pays attention to me. And like but, things go wrong. Like that's just, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was like a little scary. Every once in a while, I'll have that feeling. Again, it, ha it hadn't happened to me in a couple of years. And then um, I got that video with, with Mario putting on the jersey. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, okay, I don't get content from Mary Lemieux very often. Like, I need to, like, make the right copy for this. And I, like, checked it with a couple people. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's high pressure. I mean, oh, absolutely. You're, you're sending things out and firing them off. And it feels, uh, it feels exhilarating, but it's also, like, kind of, oh, my God, I better, like, lock yeah. it down and make sure this is. No, I want to get into that aspect. You, you mentioned that you got the TikTok from Sydney. You got yeah. the content from Mario. So you guys don't tell them to do this? Do they do it on their own and send it to you? Like, they know, okay, we should send this to digital. Like, is yeah. that how it works? So it's different. It's different every time, depending on the situation. Okay. Um, we we never tell them to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we, you don't tell those two guys, nobody yeah. tells those two guys what to do. Um, we, we can ask them and we can suggest mm -hmm. things and, um, 
you know, depending on what it is and what the, the timing of it looks like, they'll say yes or no. And um, in this instance, uh, Adidas said to us, hey, we want to send out some some jerseys to some influencers and, and some people. Um, who do you guys want them to go to? And we were like, oh, well, like, I wonder if we could just like send them to Sid and Mario, like if that would work. And then Adidas was like, oh, well, we're sending out blanks. And we're like, we're not sending out blanks to Sid and Mario. Like we need captain patch. We need numbers. We need names. Like, mm -mm. so we got them to send them to us um, early. And we, then we got them customized and sent those um, ourselves. Um, we're still going to have some influencers getting them coming up, which will be really exciting. I'll take one. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, that list is already set. Um, but <laughs> um, you can you can pre-order one at pensier.com. Um, <laughs> uh, but so I think with with that, it was kind of like, well, let's ask Mario if he if he wants one in the mail, if he'd be willing to send us a photo or a video. Yeah. We didn't really give him stipulations for what that could look like. We got an awesome clip from him. Yeah, then you got the awesome clip with him in front of his trophy case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the trophy case. That was that was all. Be? That was all him. <laughs> he he knew where to go, and so um, that was great. And then with Sid, we uh, we wanted him to do the TikTok style transition kind of video, yeah. and uh, we we pulled one that was from Claypool that we liked, and we we're like, hey, check this out. Like Chase Claypool did this. Um, and then we made it ourselves, wrote out some instructions, um, made sure that those instructions were simple. And, um, and then he sent us back the video. We did some like minor editing and, yeah. um, <laughs> the funniest part, you know, is like, Sid, you know, we, Sid's like always wants to see it, make sure it looks okay. So we like <laughs> had to send it back to him after it was done be like, okay, like, you know, here, here, what do you think? And he's like, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so then you know then we we're good to kind of post it everywhere it's really cool you guys have that kind of obviously it's a work relationship but it's like a back and forth with the people that you're trying to promote and they're they're giving their feedback as well it's really cool yeah so it's our communications team they kind of are the go-between for that so um you know we, we come up with the idea in this case and then we sent it to jen who's our um, vp of communications she sends it to sid checks on that you know She'll sometimes stop things um, as they come in. She's like, this isn't the right thing. Like we're not making this <laughs> ask. Um, but she she has a great relationship with all of our players. And so um, it's much better if it comes from her. Um, yeah. But some some of the guys uh, will just text us for photos and be looking for content. And then we kind of go back and forth with the, with the digital team and, and, and the players, depending on what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned Chase Claypool. And we <laughs> I think everybody in Pittsburgh knows each, all three teams kind of support each other, intertwine with each other. They go to each other's games when they when they can. Yeah. And is that kind of, do you guys do that with other organizations like the digital team? Do you guys communicate with the Pirates digital team, the Steelers digital team? Do you kind of try to team up and do stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would love for people to see kind of what that looks like a little bit more. Um, yeah, it seems like something that would be really interesting to to see how it works. Yeah. So I, I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of social managers um, across sports and um, Terry at the Pirates and Kyle at the Steelers. Like we have group texts and um, Zach who was at the Steelers and he went to the, um, oh my God, Cardinals. I'm like, what is Arizona's football team? <laughs> I was like only thinking Coyotes, um, the Cardinals. And uh, you know, we worked with him pretty closely too. And 
I think the nice thing about Pittsburgh sports is, you know, we're all black and golds, you know, it's all kind of, if you're a fan of one, you're usually a fan of most or all. And, um, we've worked pretty closely together on, on a couple different things. Um, especially when something big is going on in the city that's like unrelated to sports. Um, one of the ones that kind of stands out is, um, the, the tree of life, um, shooting a couple years back. Um, you know, we looked at that and everyone started kind of putting out these like stronger than hate messaging. And, you know, we had to kind of say, well, people are looking to kind of unite and, I kind of was saying it before with one world football, people unite around sports, especially in Pittsburgh. And, you know, how could we all kind of work together to strike the right tone and really help? Um, And I think that's, that's like the powerful stuff, you know, like we can kind of play off each other's posts and stuff, but we really have um, a voice and, and we're influential in the community. So being able to kind of work together on, on making a difference in Pittsburgh is that's what's really important. Wow, I just got chills. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now let's get back to your career. Um, you really, you really did work your way up the ranks in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, uh, starting out as a coordinator and now being the VP. What was that like? How many, like, how many years did it take? Uh, what were there late nights? Were there early mornings? Just take us through that journey. Yeah, lots of late nights. Um, a few early mornings definitely a lot of late nights um so yeah i i started the penguins january 2014 um so it'll be seven years um coming this coming january um thanks uh yeah it's a it's a long time working in one place for for somebody um my age a lot of people bounce around so i've been really lucky that especially in sports too um i've been really lucky to be able to kind of move up at the Penguins and, um, you know, starting as a coordinator and kind of trying to learn my way. And then my boss left pretty early on. Um, and rather than hiring somebody for her position, they kind of let me grow into it. Um, and then, you know, I became a manager and I was allowed to hire my own coordinators. I actually got two at the same time. So our team was growing and um, they're both still at the Penguins today. Um, and um, from there, it's just it's just kind of been a, a whirlwind of so many things going on and digital growing and our following growing and our budget growing and our team growing and winning two Stanley Cups. Like, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just been It definitely crazy. Throws, throws a challenge in there, like the marketing aspect, for sure. Right, well, a challenge, <laughs> but also, like, it makes everything easier at the same time, right? Like, you're, you're working so many more hours and trying to get out so much more content. Um, but at the same time, it's like everything's hitting, um, which is, you know, that's, that's what we live for when it yeah. comes to social. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. And um, since then, you know, now being VP, I'm, I'm kind of overseeing all of our uh, website, social, social contesting, social analytics, partners on social, um, what that integration kind of looks like. Our, our app stuff is pretty involved in our group. Um, our text platform, um, we have our own video producer, our own graphic designer within our group. So we have a big creative team. We have a big video team, but we also have people who are creating specifically for social and are able to kind of adapt and kind of work, be on call a little bit more than that, like yeah. regular, um, 
group. Um, so a lot has changed for sure. I mean, even the platforms, when I started, we, we didn't have Snapchat, Instagram stories didn't exist. Yeah, I, that's something I wanted to get into next. Yeah. Talking about the present and into the future. Mm -hmm. Obviously TikTok has gotten huge. Now Twitter comes out with fleets, whatever those are. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys like, what's, what's the plan? Like you guys get in a meeting, what's the plan? How are you guys trying to utilize these apps and whatever to help you? Like what's, what goes into a plan or what goes into a meeting to plan that stuff and how you're going to adapt for the future? Yeah, so I, th I would say one of the things that we've kind of lived by at the Penguins for a while is we like to be an early adopter, but not necessarily first. So sometimes we're first, um, you know, when we know it's right. Um, yeah. So some stand out. We were the first professional sports team on our text platform that's brand new. And then also um, on our app provider with Yinscam, which is local. It just, and now, you know, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so those two, we, you know, we were first, but most of the time when we're looking at a new platform, we're seeing, okay, well, what are other teams kind of doing when they're first there? How is it working? How are people reacting to it? Do people think that fleets are, yeah. <laughs> are like exciting? Do they think they're just an extension of your Instagram stories? Like, should it be different? Um, you know, what makes sense? And then, you know, the analytics on fleets are like, they're not too robust yet. So like, do you even know if it's working um, is kind of the next question. So I think a lot of the times we'll, we'll look at things and we'll discuss the merits of how teams are doing it. And I have a giant document that is like, right now, I can pull it up. It literally is like a tab open <laughs> on my computer right now. And it's called Fleets Twitter. And our intern went through a bunch of professional sports teams and wrote what they're doing on Fleets. And then I had another member of my team look at the list, add a couple more things and put what he liked and what he didn't like and why. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think that's pretty common for us is just kind of looking and seeing what we think. And, and then kind of letting things fly, trying things out. I, I think we're in a lot of people are afraid to fail. And I think within our group, you know, we're like, let's, let's try it out. Like yeah. if it's not right, <laughs> it's not right. Um, so I know the first day of fleets, we, uh, it was a Tuesday and we were putting out wallpapers the next day. And uh, I put out a fleet that was just like, Hey, like these wallpapers are coming soon. And I put out one of them and we had four. Yeah. Um, so they went the next day, deleted the fleet. I have no idea yet if, more people click through to those wallpapers, which I'm going to look, I'm going to look at the impressions of that wallpapers post versus, you know, previous weeks and see if more people went there and checked back because that yeah. was the intention, but I don't know if it works yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, A lot of trial and error when it comes to new, new media. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't have enough information to say like, this is the right course of action and you got to just kind of try things out and, and try and be creative and kind of forge your own path as you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Andy, uh, thank you for joining me on back to the bird. It was a really fun conversation for me, especially because I'm really into digital media and all that. So I appreciate okay. the conversation. Yeah. It's fun to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me.